Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to Learn to Earn with Tyler Chef. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am today. Why am I excited? You're probably wondering. What is he up to now? What has Tyler done now? Well, I finally did what you asked me to do, and that's why I'm excited. Lots of you reached out and said, Tyler, I want to learn. I want to get my investing career started. I don't want a bunch of guru garbage. I don't want to buy a whole bunch of courses. I don't have $50,000 to learn how to buy the $50,000 house. Well, I listened to you, and what I did is I put together the Mailbox Money Mastermind. We're kicking off, ladies and gentlemen, we're kicking off the first week of January. If you ever wanted to get financially free, then I ask you to join me for this opportunity. What this is, is a 10-week program, group coaching program, 10 weeks. If you sign up as you hear this podcast, and take part in the beta group, in the beginning group, you're going to get even more bonus time with me. It's going to be almost like one-on-one -on -one coaching. We're going to get you unstuck. We're going to get you doing deals. We're going to take things to the next level. How do you find out more about that? Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash MMM, like Mary, Mary, Mary. Cashflowguys.com forward slash MMM. That stands for Mailbox Money Mastery. Mailbox Money Mastermind, cashflowguys.com forward slash MMM. That link will be in the show notes. Now, let's go ahead and get started on the show. I want to talk to you about off-market properties because this has come up a lot lately, and I think it's time that I record an episode about it. I want you to hear what I'm saying to you and understand that this is not meant to be a rant. This is not meant to be negative, and by no means do I mean any disrespect to our wholesaler friends, especially those that spend extra time learning how to bottom feed at a whole new level? Ooh, did I just say that out loud? I guess I did. Whoopsie. Anyway, somehow, ladies and gentlemen, the definition of an off-market property has shifted. You know, it used to mean that an off-market property was, number one, not on the MLS. That's not necessarily the case anymore. And number two, it was offered at some sort of an awesome discount which I don't know about y'all, but I haven't seen a wholesaler offer anything that even remotely comes close to my criteria, or for that matter, anybody's criteria, in quite a long time. It used to be, if this, this is not even but two years ago, everybody was going on about 70% uh, of ARV, ARV being after repaired value, which itself was speculative. And then they would take repairs out, and they would take this out and that out, whatever. It used to be, back when I got cracking crack this, when we used to, to wholesale, quote-unquote, but, okay, full disclosure, 
when I started wholesaling houses, I didn't realize you didn't have to close on them. So, okay, there wasn't any, I didn't know there was guru courses or any of that good stuff around podcasts did not exist. So I didn't have any training. I just went out there, rolled up my sleeves and got it done. What I knew is I needed to buy low and sell high, not rocket science. So I just did that and I closed on the properties, right? No big deal. Anyway, I had to get properties under contract and close at a really good price so that I could find someone to buy them from me at a higher price. That's how I make my money. Somehow, folks, this has changed. I don't understand how this has changed, but it has changed. So for those of you that are new to real estate investing or those of you that are new to my, my podcast, I want to talk to you a little bit about off-market properties and why you're being lied to again. But here's how it kind of shakes out. Every time there's a market boom, there's a bunch of folks that decide that real estate is going to be their saving grace. They decide that at some weekend seminar or some, some night at a RIA meeting when the gurus stand up there preaching, they're going to get up there and decide real estate's going to change our lives, honey. We're going to flip some houses using other people's money and it's going to be so easy. And all we got to do is mortgage the house we live in and maybe spend the kid's college tuition to pay this guy in the fancy suit to teach us how to flip houses using none of our own money. It's going to be great. Next thing you know, you realize this isn't a hell of a lot of work. And the guru teaches that you got to lie, cheat, and steal to get job get the job done in some cases. Now, I'm not saying that you need to do that to be a wholesaler. I'm just saying some people teach that, which is ridiculous. So for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. It doesn't shake out, and you wind up not wholesaling a damn thing. And that's the reality. Folks, the success rate on a wholesaler is about 1%. About 1% of them that actually try succeed. The other 99% fail miserably, wind up with a whole pile of bandit signs in their garage that their wife yells at them for having in the garage in the first place. And you wind up being out a bunch of money. And remember, wholesaling is supposed to be your way into real estate. And for most people, it winds up being their way out of real estate. So here's how this usually shakes out. Newbie investor reads Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. I know this because I've listened to and been on enough podcast episodes to hear the story. What's your origin story? Well, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. Hell, I've even said that. It's true <laughs> because it's, you know, it's what happens. You read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's a rite of passage. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And next thing you know, I had all these apartment buildings. Well, you know, there's a few chapters in that book that are missing. But anyway, you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and you realize that you need to make a swift and immediate change. Okay, because if you don't, you're going to wind up in poverty. And that's the reality of it. Folks, think about it. It's 2017 at the time of recording this. November 2017. I'm recording this a little late this to this week. I'm right here. This is, we just finished Thanksgiving. Okay. Got turkey in the belly. Well, I don't. It's, we had seafood. Whole other story. Um, but you realize that if you don't make radical changes now, the government's not going to take care of you. Your employer is not going to take care of you. Wall Street certainly is not going to take care of you. And I don't care how many infinite banking policies you think you can buy to save your world. It's not going to work, guys. You're going to have to do something to change how you earn your income so that you can retire. You have to take these steps now. You've realized this, and here you are. So now we, don't, we want to avoid poverty, so we run out to the local real estate meeting. Nothing wrong with that. I've given that very same advice. You go out to your local real estate meeting, 
And over on the table, you see a flyer. And on the flyer, it's this free ticket. Or better yet, in your mailbox, you get a free ticket. Or you see on Facebook a little ad, free, you know, a free lunch and, and learn how to flip houses with our money or some gimmick like that. So you run right to this thing, telling you, promising your wife that you guys aren't going to do anything. And you leave your credit cards at home and that's all fine and dandy. You get to that, that, the get rich seminar. You, you spend a weekend there, right? Because they've given you lunch and you think, well, we're going to buy the $179 one. Because for a whole weekend, we get $179 of education. And sometimes that's very true. That pitch usually mentions how easy it is to use their secret formula. But the problem is the secret formula is available at the next boot camp, which is the super duper extra special one. And that's where you wind up out back trying to get your credit card limits raised. And the rest is history. And most people can't afford that. And they figure this out when the Visa card says no to them. You know, they're out there swiping it. Do it again, Jimmy. Swipe it again. I know it'll work this time. I just talked to them. They're going to raise my credit limit. What that is is Visa and MasterCard doing you a favor, folks. So here's what happens next. You go back to the re-meeting with your head and hand, hat in hand, and you hear the other ways to get rich. And that is flipping contracts. <gasps> you don't have to flip a house. You could just flip the contract. And here's the plan, because I've heard this a million times. I'm going to flip I'm going to wholesale until I can get enough money saved up to buy and hold. Or better yet, here's my favorite one. I'm going to wholesale until I get enough money saved up so that I can flip houses. I can't say that without laughing. And I'm sorry if I offend everybody, anybody. <laughs> I'm really not sorry. I'm lying. I hope I offended you. I hope that you're hearing this come out of my mouth. I hope that you realize how ridiculous this is. You're not going to flip your way to anything but bankruptcy, folks. That's what you're going to flip yourself to, okay? Bankruptcy. So here's what usually happens next. This is easy because it doesn't involve any of your own money, right? So you're going to buy a whole bunch of bandit signs, and then you're going to realize how much work that is, and then somebody may actually call. And then you decide, well, I'm not getting enough calls off my bandit sign, so I'm going to spend do direct mail. And don't worry, there's a program for that too. So you're going to spend a couple thousand dollars that you don't have. Remember, you're in a financial problem. You're having financial difficulty, and that's why you've chosen real estate and get you out. So you're going to get, uh, you're going to go and do some direct mail. So you're going to target, do some direct mail, and you're going to send all these mail pieces all over Hell's Half Acre. The phone's going to ring. Everybody's going to scream at you going, how did you get my information? Where did you find my details? How do you know my house is for sale? Where are you calling from? Are you some kind of ripoff artist? Are you a scam artist? What's going on? So you're going to panic in that situation because that's what most people do. Any reasonable person would panic when being attacked by a seller. God forbid you're face-to-face -face with them. They're going to beat you up nice and pretty, right? Chew you up, chew you up, and spit you out. And you're going to tell them anything to make the pain stop. Oh, I, I, I'll give you. Now, let's assume the house is worth 100. The guy's not taking less than 110. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Or you do it because you're scared. Or you put it under contract because you think, well, the market's hot. Someone will buy it. Here's the problem, folks. Nobody buys it. Worse, you use the 70% rule. You know, 70% of ARV minus repairs minus your fee is what you're going to give the seller. 
and you're trying to pitch this garbage to a non-motivated seller, number one, and you don't even have a buyer. So what happens, ladies and gentlemen, is you fail. You lose your earnest money, and people are like, I don't use my earnest money. I don't put no money on my pocket. Well, guess what? In most states, and I'm no attorney, but in most states in this country, in order for a contract to be valid, there must be some consideration. Consideration means money, moolah. You got to write a check. Use a promissory note. You got to do something to provide good and valuable consideration for your contract to be legitimate. So God forbid you do get lucky enough to trip over a buyer that's willing to close on the thing. If you didn't put down any earnest money and the seller has seller's remorse, it decides not to close with you, there's nothing you could do. Now, some gurus will teach that you should go down and put a cloud against the deed of the property. Put a cloud on title. Record a memorandum. That is a bottom feeder thing to do, folks. You don't do that. That's just not how you do business. You don't strong arm people into doing business with you. People should agree to do business with you. So this, ladies and gentlemen, what I just described, is pretty common in most markets across America. These are your quote-unquote off-market opportunities. Inexperienced newbie investors that are scared, not good at negotiating, or working with buyer or sellers, rather, that are not motivated. They have not done the work to go and get buyers first. If you're going to be somebody that wholesales property, it would be a good idea to have a few buyers that you completely understand what their buying criteria is and you involve them during the process. You see, because if you're out if you're out finding houses for, for buyers, you'll be successful. But if you're out finding buyers for houses, you're playing realtor. You're going to get yourself in hot water. You're going to fail. And if you're worried about losing money or looking like an idiot, I got news for you. You're going to accomplish both of those goals in this transaction. Ladies and gentlemen, off market, in most cases, is not even worth it. Really, because here at number one, there's nobody has anything to lose in the transaction. Okay. And I'm an agent, and I'm, this is not a pitch about, oh, always use licensed agents. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying, guys, is that the value is gone from off-market opportunities. There truly is no value. If you're looking for value, guys, look at the MLS. There are lots of dumb realtors out there that, that mistakenly underprice or grossly overprice properties. Learn to go talk to them and sit down with them in the cellar and make deals that make sense. But don't buy a deal just because it's off-market. Well, it's off-market. It's got to be a great deal. But the wholesaler said, but the investor said, but so-and-so said at the meeting, don't trust the advice of someone who has, is going to gain financially from whatever it is that they're trying to get you to believe. That doesn't make sense. If somebody, if the guy who stands to make a profit by you saying yes is giving you advice, that's not advice, guys. That's a sales pitch. Okay? That's a sales pitch. Don't fall prey for this. Here's a good example. It maybe you, it will help kind of get this right in your mind. Okay. When contractors or contractors, boy, it's one of those days. When wholesalers fail, it's almost always because they did not have any buyers before they put the property under contract. Let's say that again. The reason why wholesalers fail 
is because they're not shopping for anybody. They're assuming what the buyer wants. They don't ask. Well, anybody will pay that thing at 70% of ARV minus whatever. No, they won't, because the things that are subjective are, number one, your ARV number, after repair value, this includes apartment buildings, single-family homes, whatever. What I think something is worth to me, and what somebody else thinks something is worth standing next to me, are going to be two different numbers on every in every instance, every single instance. That's just reality, folks. Embrace it, okay? But first of all, understand that. You cannot shop for me without taking the time to sit down with me and learn my investor identity, my buying criteria. Okay, it's not possible because you're not that good of a guesser. And my criteria is very directed to the point. It's very specific, okay? It's very specific. So unless you have sat down with me, and that doesn't mean, and this happens to me all the time, Yo, Tyler, man, I hear you're like looking for deals. Hey, I got something in, in Walla Walla, Washington. I don't want a property in Walla Walla, Washington. Oh, oh but it's a great deal, man. It's a great deal. You don't get to dictate that because this is Tyler's money we're talking about. Okay, or my investor's money. And I dictate what is a great deal. My financial friends dictate what is a great deal because that's what really matters, ladies and gentlemen. Don't tell me what a great deal is. I respect the fact that you're trying to sell me the deal, but let's be honest, you're trying to sell me the deal. A fantastic deal doesn't need to be sold. That's a fact. You hear the old adage about if you, if, if you get a great deal, money will come to it. That does have some truth to it, but you should know what a great deal is by having a good number of buyers that are real buyers, not some schmoo you met at a RIA meeting who, yeah, I'm a buyer. And they don't have two nickels to rub together. They're wondering why you don't take Visa for the house. Oh, you want a, an earnest money deposit? Well, I get paid on Friday. What? No, that doesn't work. This happens all the time, ladies and gentlemen. Chances are when you're dealing with a wholesaler, I will say dollars to donuts when you are dealing with a wholesaler, you are dealing with a rookie. Because an experienced investor is not a wholesaler. They're an experienced investor. They're buying and holding. Wholesaling is generally for newbies. Now, there are some experienced ones out there, I will say that. I've got one in my market that comes to mind right now. This guy knows what he's doing. Christ, he's got an MBA. He's very good at what he does. Very good at what he does. He likes the thrill, but he also owns a bunch of rental properties. But he wholesales because he likes the thrill. Great. He's a minority. That's the thing you gotta understand. He is definitely a minority. The other 999 million wholesalers out there are rookies. They're newbies. So the information they're giving you, heck, heck, half of it, it's not that they're lying. They simply don't know in a lot of cases. So understand what you're dealing with. Why would you, if you were going to a doctor's appointment, do you want to get the doctor, the, the new doctor, or the guy, the kid that's in high school wants to be a doctor? No, you go to a, you know, if, if you're looking for experience, folks, you, you're going to have to hire experience. Or partner up with somebody that's willing to help you and then offer value to them. But I can tell you 99% of the quote-unquote off-market deals that somebody's pitching you are probably garbage if you do the math. They stand up all the time at our local RIA meetings and you hear them talking about, hey man, this thing rents for like $750 a month. You can get it today for like $129.9. That's a screaming deal, man. ARV and this thing is $150 all day long. Well, guys, at 
seven fifty a month and one twenty nine nine as a purchase price, that deal loses money. Big time. Big time. How do we know this? We take our gross monthly rent, we divide it by one point five percent, that's what I use. That should give us a figure, our max strike price. So think about that, folks. You gotta do the math. You gotta do all the math, not just the math. That makes you sound cool, makes you feel special. A house that rents for seven fifty in my world is worth fifty grand, period. I'm never gonna pay you one nickel more than fifty grand for it, which includes rehab based on seven fifty rent. So I don't want to hear your one twenty nine nine and it's a great deal because ARV is one fifty. I don't care what Joe Sixpack would pay for the house, because I'm not Joe Sixpack. I'm gonna rent it to Joe Sixpack, and I know Joe Sixpack only is gonna pay seven fifty a month to live there. And I know that the roof is probably going to leak and the hot water heater or water heater, depending on how you say it, is going to, in my case, Christ, start on fire. That happened a couple of weeks ago. Had a water heater starting on fire. Goodness gracious. You can believe that. It happens. My point, ladies and gentlemen, is do the work and do the math. Try to be direct to the seller if you can. If you're going to an age, going through an agent, and it's a pocket listing. Think about that for a second. It's a pocket listing. So the first question I have is, why, why, Mr. Agent, haven't you put this on the MLS yet? Why is the seller selling? Well, they don't want full price for the property. That's great. They want to do it in seven days or less. Okay, that's cool. Now we've discovered motivation. You see, we have to ask the question. We can't just assume. We have to ask the question. Here's a good analogy. This came to mind. Let me let me run this by you real quick to help drill this home for you. I want you guys to go to the store this weekend and buy me a new pair of shoes. Go to the store, buy me a new pair of shoes. I bet you there's about a five percent chance that any of you will pick any kind of any pair of shoes that I like. Number one, remember I'm kind of a diva when it comes to shoes. I have more shoes than. Any three women that you could put in a room, I guarantee you I got more shoes than they do. No doubt. You're never going to be able to pick the shoes that I like. Even if you know me, you're still probably going to guess wrong. Why? Because most people aren't looking at my shoes. Okay? You might get, get it right if I was talking about a shirt or something. More importantly, what's my shoe size? You don't know. So does it make sense for you to go out shoe shopping for me? When you don't know what I like, you don't know what I'm willing to pay. You don't even know my size. What makes you think that's a good idea? That doesn't make any sense. That's just dumb. Here's the thing. Wholesalers find buyers. Okay, you got to find buyers. And then once you find buyers and you get to know them, you find houses for them. Okay. So as a wholesaler, if you're going to be a wholesaler, your job is to first find buyers and then, after talking to them, find properties for them, not the other way around. You're not to go out and find houses and then try to find buyers for said houses. It doesn't work that way. That's backwards. And I know that the guru taught you otherwise. I know the free ebook that you downloaded from some Facebook ad told you otherwise. But I'm here to tell you, I've been out in the field. I actually do deals, guys. That's what qualifies me to do things like put on a mastermind. Because I've done hundreds of deals over the years. Hell, probably thousands if I thought about it. 
realistically probably in the hundreds, but regardless, I've done tons of deals and I've made tons of mistakes and that's why I bring you the information. What you're here to learn, folks, is not my successes, it's my failures. And trust me, I have a lot more failures than the average guy because I take more action than the average guy. Because I'm not sitting on my fat ass doing nothing, spouting off a bunch of stuff that I don't know what I'm talking about. I've gotten out there and got the bumps and the bruises. So listen to me when I tell you, do not be finding buyers for houses. Don't be worried so much about off-market versus on-market. Ladies and gentlemen, focus on value. Look at every deal as what value can you derive from this deal? I could care less if there's a realtor involved. Great, whatever. Because I don't care if a realtor is involved or Jimmy Smith is selling it to me. The bottom line is the asset can only afford to pay so much. And we can't lose sight of that, ladies and gentlemen. The asset can only afford to pay so much. And I know that you think ARV is this or whatever your thought process is. The bottom line is I buy rental property. I buy cash flowing income rental property. And based on that, I have no control over the purchase price, Mr. Seller, Mr. Wholesaler. It can, I can, the max I could possibly pay is this based on the income it generates. Now, if you can figure out a way for it to generate more income than what I think it can, maybe we'll have a different conversation. And that usually shuts them up. Here's an example of that. Seller says, well, heck, you could get 1500 a month for this. And realistically, it's a two-bedroom crappy house in the hood. And it'll rent for 750 all day long, but it ain't going to rent for 775 Because you know what you're doing. You talk to your property managers. You know that it's not going to rent for more than 750 period, right? Sellers is going on about 1500 Well, Mr. Seller, that's outstanding. Tell you what, let's go ahead and get this under contract. You go ahead and get those and send a letter to those tenants and tell them that uh, you're going to go ahead and raise the rent effective immediately to $1,500. I will buy this property and close on it 90 days after you accomplish that. Sound good? Let's go. Are they going to do that? No. They're going to look at the sky, look at the floor, give you all the different reasons why they can't do that. And the reality of it, folks, is because if they could, if they could have done it, they would have done it, and they can't do it. The tenants will beat feet out of there, and they don't want that to happen. They want that to be your problem. Well, we're not going to make that your problem because we're not desperate buyers. We buy smart. We don't buy stupid. Rarely, ladies and gentlemen, are you going to be able to buy from a wholesaler as a buy-and-hold person. I hate to say that, but it's true because most wholesalers are pig-headed, and they won't listen, most of the ones I've run into. And I train a lot of them, let me tell you. I teach a lot of them. I talk to a lot of them out in the field. And, I, and there's a lot of them that just aren't, they're only looking for the dollar. They don't care about you or anything else. And there's plenty of dumb people out there with pocketfuls of money that will believe their lies. Don't be one of them. The bottom line, folks, you have to remember what I said earlier. The wholesalers are usually newbies. And the experienced wholesalers usually only work with a small number of very solid buyers. So you're going to have to work your way into that circle if you're dealing with an experienced wholesaler. If they're humping your leg, they're probably not an experienced wholesaler unless they're up to something. That's something I can think about. Lastly, in most cases, wholesalers only offer cash, all cash properties. Oh, you got to have all cash. 
I would say 1% of wholesalers out there even have the gumption to even think about terms. Why is that? Because they're not asking you what you need. Hey, you bring me a deal that's got terms and I don't have to negotiate it? I don't care what your wholesale fee is. I'll hook you up. No problem. Make it happen. And daisy chains, folks, this has been going on ridiculously in our market here in Tampa Market. We had some guy that had a couple duplexes and a, and a, a triplex. He had it under contract and he gave it to some other, some, he gave it to a real estate company who claimed that they, they had it under contract or a joint venture agreement, which they did not. So the agent lied, flat out lied. <gasps> An agent lied? They can't do that. You're right. They can't. And they've been doing this in our market for a long, long time. I wonder if anybody's got this thing under contract. It's still available, this property. Here's the problem. So I asked, why are they selling? Well, the seller's in trouble. So let's get this straight. The seller's in trouble, and you idiots are screwing around with this deal for 90 days, and you can't find a buyer. How are you helping the seller? You're not helping the seller. So in this case, off-market offers no advantage whatsoever. You might as well put it on market. Put it on market with a realtor that's got a clue, and it'll be sold in a week, right? To somebody that's qualified, because that's what realtors do is they qualify people. I mean, they may be terrible negotiators, but they do know how to qualify people. So, folks, when you see situations like this, just ignore them. They're wasting their time. And what I do is I wait for them to fail. See, I'll put somebody on my team in charge of babysitting that, that little deal. And the minute there's a hiccup, I'll go in there and swoop that deal right off the counter before anybody even knows it was available. And that's how you got to do it, folks. you got to be aggressive. Sometimes being aggressive means waiting for people to fail. Ladies and gentlemen, lastly, Jim Rohn said, we get paid to bring value to the marketplace. That was one of his famous sayings. I hope you found value in this week's episode. It flew by for me, I got to tell you. I would love for you guys to join me in the mastermind. It, we're going to be doing two video calls a week. Uh, one on a Saturday. One's going to be on a weeknight. One's going to be on a Saturday. Cashflowguys.com forward slash MMM. It's going to be a great program. We're going to get you over the fear of writing offers. We're going to teach you how to write offers. I'm going to teach you how to negotiate deals. I'm going to teach you how to figure out what a deal looks like and how to make the math work so it makes sense for you so that you can escape the rat race. That is my goal. Join me at the mastermind, cashflowguys.com forward slash MMM. And if you are not a member of our Facebook group, Cashflow Guys Community, you need to make sure that you are a member of that. We'll have a special private Facebook group for the mastermind that is different from this one. I will be in that thing probably every darn day during the 10-week process to get you guys out of your own way, to get you successful, and get you financially free. Have a great week. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.